Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show podcast on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Visit cgmradio.com slash bob to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show, our theme, Christianity and its relationship to politics and pop culture, although we're probably not going to be able to use the word pop culture much longer because now the big term is cancel culture and its sister term, woke The once modern-sounding political correctness or multiculturalism, words and phrases that are still being used, are not deemed quite as progressively as they used to be. Of course, it's the same serial, it's just in a different box. These so-called progressive movements usually start on the college campuses. They seep out into society at large later. In fact, colleges are usually about 20 years or more ahead of the times. I used to travel the country by invitation from various on-campus Christian ministries. I did a variety of things as their guest speaker, usually stayed about a week with them, all related at least on some level to evangelism. Outdoor open-air evangelism, where students fired off questions to me in the free speech area, but it wasn't a hellfire and brimstone preaching thing. It was a discussion. It was Q&A. Generally, it was done respectfully. Occasionally, we had a hothead, but generally, it was done with great respect, and I managed to diffuse the hotheads. I also did formal debates with college professors or atheist opponents brought in with their own sponsoring organizations. I did a whole series of seminars. And finally, I did one-man dramatic readings of my own plays in which I would change my voice for each character. One such drama, called Pandora's Child, was described as futuristic. This was about a woman who committed infanticide using all the same arguments one uses for abortion. Now, I wrote that play in the early 1980s. Throughout the 80s and 90s, it was performed not only with fully cast productions, but also my own one-man versions. The idea was to show that if we start with one practice, it could lead to another as society becomes numb and increasingly callous. Well, I probably don't need to tell you this drama can barely be called futuristic anymore. Not with an honest look at late-term abortion or an honest look at the many senators who voted against the Born Alive Protection Act. Today, I am going to read aloud a short story I wrote quite a few years ago, an autobiographical short story. It is a snapshot of the college campus situation back in the late 1980s, early 1990s. This was a time when the cancel culture movement in its embryonic form, not yet called by that name, was starting to get even into theater. Here's the story, my story. So far, the trip to Willamette University had been fulfilling and productive. Just the night before, my one-man drama was enthusiastically praised by a sizable audience. This futuristic courtroom drama, Pandora's Child, dealing with a raped woman's decision to commit infanticide, had been used a lot by Christian groups over the last few years to stimulate discussion. Today, at the invitation of a theater professor who wanted to expose his students to oral interpretation, I was performing the same play. Although the prof smiled a lot throughout the entire performance, I did sense a bad vibe from the assistant prof. Still, I hoped it was my imagination. Now I was finished, and the students were sharing their comments. 
One of them said, you presented both sides so well. Are any of these characters or situations based upon personal experience? I answered her, no, not as much as you would think. Oh, so you yourself have never been an attorney like one of the attorneys in the play? No, I have not. Well then, the assistant prof chirped in like a vulture who'd been waiting for the right moment. You broke the first rule of playwriting. You wrote about something you haven't experienced. You've never been a lawyer, and obviously you've never been raped as a woman. The comment caught me off guard, and I gave the only honest reply I could think of. I don't believe that one can only write about what he's experienced. I guess a lot has changed since 1977 when I graduated San Jose State University with a degree in drama. Never once did I hear this peculiar notion. It would have been laughable to imagine a drama lit teacher saying, Death of a Salesman is an illegitimate play because Arthur Miller never had the experience of committing suicide as a salesman. Or, to bring this notion to its logical conclusion, no play should ever have more than one character because nobody has ever been more than one person at a time. Split personalities exempted. Walking out of the room, I found myself wishing for an opportunity to return someday and discuss this unpleasant event in more detail. I'm sure that if I were able to get into a longer conversation with the assistant prof, he would modify his statement to say that certainly some liberties are necessary to make good drama. Still, he might want to remind me, overall, the play should come from one's own life. Pure fiction is not good fiction. It was most strange to have an argument begin in the classroom but continue in my mind. The more I thought about this, the angrier I became. Great, I said to myself. Just great. Political correctness has invaded theater as well. Is nothing sacred? I realize that drama is more important to some than others, but this incident served to show me that nothing is beyond the sweep of the PC movement. When we think of political correctness, a lot of scattered issues come to our mind, ranging from multiculturalism to gay tolerance to a woman's right to choose, quote-unquote. Actually, the topic is not as complicated as one might think. There is a simple underlining theme. Human nature itself is not enough commonness. We must find our commonness in some kind of subdivided group. Ergo, men do not have enough in common with women to ever discuss abortion because they have not experienced pregnancy. Likewise, heterosexuals cannot view homosexuality as unnatural. Indeed, they are not entitled to view homosexuality in any manner at all because because, you guessed it, they are not homosexuals. The philosophy goes on to teach that African Americans, Asians, Latinos, and Europeans are all so different that it is difficult to use words like right and wrong across the board. To suggest universal standards is to be naive at the very least and racist at the very most. After all, imposing your morality on another person is disrespect for that individual's culture. Obviously, we can never completely comprehend something we didn't experience for ourselves, but I question those who would stretch this idea like a self-righteous taffy pole. Assuming that one cannot relate at all to a different person is not only untrue, but downright destructive. It strips down communication and robs people of an incentive to understand each other. Indeed, it is quite paradoxical to hear, in the name of multiculturalism, that we can never understand each other, and yet we must learn to appreciate each other. Certainly where appreciation is present, 
understanding must be close at hand. I do believe we should respect diversity, and I'm convinced that many social mores are limited to the respective culture. But there is a universal camaraderie which exists underneath the variety, complete with common standards and common empathy. PC folk may claim to disagree, but their own words betray them. Words like appreciation, which call us to a common moral action. No, I don't know your pain, but I do know mine. So we can relate. There is a connection. We do have a joint responsibility. Unfortunately, ideas usually spread without being tested. Political correctness will be with us for a while. Oh well, ignorance and the repression of free speech make for powerful drama. Maybe I could write a new play. Okay, those were my words from an autobiographical short story written years ago. And ironically, while the short story was about a futuristic drama, which I can look at today and say it's not that futuristic anymore, there was also kind of a prediction in this story about the drama about where political correctness was headed. And as you can see, we're light years now beyond where we were even back then. This is Bob Siegel making the obvious obvious. The Bob Siegel Show podcast is a production of Bob Siegel and Cross Global Media. Visit us online and subscribe to the show at cgmradio.com slash bob. <laughs>